The Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and a slight change of scenery for today's episode. We have our feet dangling over the Balearic waters, um, views of Dult Villa in the distance, the sun is shining, and I'm sitting here in the marina with a man I've been trying to persuade to get on the podcast for more than a year. So I'm very excited to introduce you to my ex Abitha Sonica radio colleague, author, and radio creative, Mr. Christian Len. Welcome. Thanks, finally. Finally, Joe. I mean, what took you so long? Um, I think that I'm back and forth in Ibiza. Uh, not always here, but quite, u- quite usually. You also are very busy, so it took a time. It did, but I'm very happy to be sitting here on a, a sunny afternoon um, with our feet almost sort of dipping in the water. Actually, it's a super nice spot, I have to say. We we have uh, Dal Villa there, uh, a lot of boats in in front of us, and the water just, I don't know, uh, 50 centimeters from our feet, so even less. It's a good job there's no uh, tide today, or our feet would be getting wet. Yeah. We're kind of surrounded by some very expensive-looking boats. I thought you might have invited me on one of those. Uh, I think that I'm working... A lot, too much, but I never would have the money to get one of these. Life goals, Christian. It's it's all within your grasp. I can feel it in my waters. Um, Thank you so much for agreeing to come on today. I mean, let's talk about, first of all, how we met many, many years ago. I mean, it must have been almost a decade ago now that I was actually working for you at Ibiza Sonica Radio. I would say, yeah, it would be like, yeah, a decade or something like that. 2013, 14, something like that. Uh, yeah, and actually we were running also Pioneer Digital Radio, uh, that station for that brand. And uh, yeah, it was busy days, uh, recording and broadcasting lots of DJ sets uh, in the island, but not just in the island, also like um, around the world. So yeah, it was exciting. And I, I've learned a lot these days basically about Ibiza and and I've listened to a lot of DJ sets Mm. lots of I think that's kind of what tipped me over the edge in the end because um, I was uh, actually looking at the the TED talk of one of our speakers who's going to be speaking at our TEDx conference in in March next month and um, this guy is like a musicologist and he was sort of going through all the different kinds of sounds and how the brain and the limbic system reacts to certain different types of sounds. And he said something about, you know, how the body just can't cope or the brain just can't cope listening to constant sort of negative sounds. And I remember that our studio was basically, you know, the studio where, you know, the broadcast was actually happening from, or particularly our desks specifically. And I just remember, you know, I was kind of yoga teaching at the time and I would come from a yoga class and walk into my office in the morning and there would be like some maniac blasting out like hardcore techno and I kind of just wanted to kind of kill myself within about 30 minutes of walking through the door and I didn't really last very long in that in that job that you very kindly trained me to do. Um, <laughs> actually actually, I have to say that I want to know that, that this guy uh, that talks about uh, musicology and the limbic system I'm super interested in, in this kind of matter and I'm telling you this Pro- properly serious now. Mm. I'm, I'm very serious as well, Christian. Very. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> no, no. This how is how serious I am. <laughs> this is actually my my goal now. Like try to answer all the things that are I I've been involved and I'm involved, uh, and try to find a, a a meaning in terms of why we do react in this way or or the other um, to to music. That that's the thing that really. Um, make me passionate about about it. Actually, knowing the why of things is the the other the other day, some someone was telling me, how would you define yourself? What do you like? What's your passion? And uh, and I've said, I'm I'm passionate about true things, about 
the essence of things, about the why of things. Mm. So it's not like I'm passionate about music. Yeah, I'm passionate about, about music, but now I'm more passionate about why, why things right. happen. We'll come to TEDx next month and you'll find out. Unfortunately, it is sold out, but there might be some more tickets on sale soon, so I'll keep you posted. But his name is Nick Johnson. He grew up and was born on Ibiza, and he now lives in Australia. And from being a DJ in nightclubs like Pasha from the age of 14, he, yeah, kind of grew his interest in music to study musicology, and that's kind of why he set up a whole company kind of investigating really the effects of sound on people with mental illness with people with um, dementia with people who are older you know and, and the effect that sound has on on the brain and um, the body as, as a whole and I think you know as I said you know I noticed in myself this very strong reaction to arriving at work and experiencing this quite aggressive form of sound as soon as I walked through the door coming through a very zen space so it it really affected me and I really realized that you know that wasn't a place that I was going to be able to continue to stay working in the long term so it's kind of intriguing I think for sure that some um, forms of sound have you know different effects on our system and on our nervous system. Um, Sometimes I think that we forget that we are we live in a body Actually, as a psychoanalyst says, um, we are living in a in a in a el misterio del cuerpo hablante, the mystery of the talking body. That's what what we are. We are a talking body. I mean, we we are a body and we talk, uh, but we are mainly a body. And how music affects us, um, it's something that you can't you can help how music affect you. I mean, that's why I'm super interested in why we react in some ways and or, or in other ways, like you coming to the studio, <laughs> Sonica. Wanting to kill myself <laughs> Wanting to kill on myself. a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> luckily, you didn't do it. There's <laughs> still time, Christian. <laughs> okay, don't do it in front of me. I, I mean, let, let's talk about the other thing that you did, uh, we did together, was that you DJed at my yoga class, Yoga Beats at Pikes Hotel, and we did it, you know, in a really beautiful way. We worked together, we'd never really planned anything, and, you know, the music that you provided, and that I'd seen you, you know, play at places like Babylon and other places through the years was eclectic, but you're kind of very tuned in, I think, to kind of creating music or ambience or soundscape for specific kind of places. And it's not the kind of traditional music that maybe we hear, you know, in the clubs of Ibiza. And that's what drew me to kind of invite you um, to collaborate. And I think we actually did, you know, a really good job. I remember that <laughs> like uh, like uh, something that makes, uh, give sense to, to the DJ, um, craft or the DJ lever lever this is a word lever leverage uh, work um, labor so, so having the um, having the knowledge and uh, and the uh, sensitiveness to understand which is the music for each uh, for each moment for each uh, for each mood uh, to read what happens in the situation, in the place, in the surrounding, and finding that the the really appropriate music to to put the the soundtrack. I mean, that's that's I think that, that that's a proper uh, DJ job. And the, prop, the proper DJ job for me, it's not um, putting um, I don't know putting together twelve songs of the Pitbull top four by four. I mean, that's absolutely super boring it doesn't and you are not giving anything from yourself uh, so yeah putting a soundtrack into a situation into a place into 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 people so people emotions uh, that's a proper DJ uh, work and there's a boat coming by now hello I think he's coming to get some gas from the uh, I didn't realize we we're actually sitting next to the petrol station of the marine <laughs> the marina and now there's gonna be a lot of noise well, you never know. You, you are not going to, to kill yourself now with this noise. I don't know. Well, let's see. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see if it's good noise or bad noise. I mean, that is kind of, you know, the musical world, isn't it? I mean, there's only two types of music in my head, and that is good and bad. 
I remember, I mean, I worked for many, many years at BBC Six Music and everyone would be like, well, what kind of music do they play? And it's like, well, it's just undefinable. It's everything from funk, soul, disco, reggae, rock, house, classics, disco. And it's like, you know, there isn't a specific kind of music, but it's just the good music from all of those genres. And I think, you know, as I say, that's in my head what I form, you know, formatted and from that experience was that there isn't necessarily always a genre. It's just good or bad. We are... We are too much uh, used to define ourselves like we need to say um, or some people need to say I'm listening to this so I belong to this kind of people so that means that I'm in this way and you are in a you could be in a lot of ways you don't have to define yourself and uh, it's super rich and the most beautiful thing of listening to music is to being super open to 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 listen to all kind of musics. Um, I've been working as a music curator for a for a um, company that was um, doing playlists uh, for lots of brands. So I had to listen to a lot of music. I, actually, I came here coming from a let's say. Barcelona indie alternative scene Primavera Sound and all these things and I came here and I, I discovered uh, or I get got into more um, house music chill out uh, all this Balearic also stuff that means that it's a very eclectic uh, selection but in this other job I just understood uh, or I just get super um, interested in different kinds of music so maybe I was at 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning listening to some special reggaeton and thinking what the fuck this 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 is a super good production and and it was reggaeton so it's like you it's not fair to say reggaeton is shit I mean there's reggaeton that is shit but there's a lot of house that is that, that, that that's shit the most important thing is that you put your soul and you project an expression into this kind of music, whatever the, whatever genre is. So that's the most important, the truth. No, I totally agree. And I think that's kind of the interesting fact of Ibiza. I mean, there's definitely a lot of different kinds of music that exist here and it's only really known for one genre. And actually, I think when you really explore, there's lots of different pockets of scenes that exist. Like there's a, you know, reggae star kind of night that happens and like anyone can go and jam. That's on like Thursdays at... Um, a place in San Juan and that's kind of moved around the island and you know there's a lot of people that go in there to experiment and kind of try things out and there's a very you know it's a good live music scene here you know you've got that place up in uh, on the way to San Jose I think you know obviously it's on a lot smaller and a more microscopic scale but I kind of think that gives more opportunity to music to I think reach different kind of communities um that's that's a thing I mean it's like and also the way of um, understanding and, and discovering new music uh, can open you the door to different uh, communities actually uh, and to discover more to, to know more about about people that is different from you because of course if you are always doing the same things with the same kind of people that is listening the same kind of music you are not going to discover anything you are again you are just going to say now belong to this but you can belong to lots of things and discover and discover and discover so yeah I'm, I think I'm never gonna be tired of discovering new new music actually the, the thing that I need music to blow my mind I mean new music so I'm always up for discovering and actually I would say 80% of the music uh, of Ibiza it really bores me so, but Ibiza has in, in its soul something about creativity and something about discovering actually. So there's still this, um, this thing in the heart of the island. But of course, um, let's say the dynamics of the market and all this are making uh, more niche music no and uh, 
it's it's how how it works and i understand it and it's not something that i'm regretting it it's something it's a it's a sign of, of the times uh but but i really i'm looking to other places even working in the industry and being really related sometimes i'm not uh really interested in in the in the music of of Ibiza. but i'm working with the dj community for example uh but that's another another thing actually i'm more working thinking what the dj culture means here and i think that it's a part of the island it's it's an intrinsic part of of ibiza the dj community uh and what the dj community plays for me it's it's not the most important what else blows your mind what else blow, blows my mind uh, a nice conversation blows my mind yeah uh, eating good and and yeah organic wine <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to say that you really are a changed man since uh, Sonica days um, do you think <laughs> yeah I think I was always interested in the gastronomy thing uh, and by the way l let me say that I was say is that if you know where to go Ibiza is amazing in terms of, of the food that you can you can get I mean and, it, and it's a little bit expensive but I think also that it's expensive because there's a nice competition so people is like uh, yeah going a little bit farther so yeah where's your favorite restaurant if you had to go and eat somewhere now where would you go um there's a place in Santa Olaria called Ambre uh, with organic wines, yeah, natural wines, uh, and and they're amazing. It's true that here in Ibiza, the places where you have uh, natural and organic wines are quite quite expensive. If I can compare them to Barcelona, in Barcelona is easy, easiest, uh, easier to find uh, places with with nice organic wine, but. I would say Ambre, for example. Yeah. And then there's a lot of traditional places. Uh, for example, the best place to eat the bouillit for me is Port de San Miquel. That is not... Um, there's nice views. Uh, it's a little bit touristy there, like like 70s, 70s flow. But the, the bouillit is the best for me. I think I saw you there once on a date. Do you remember that? Uh, on a date? On, you were having uh, no, you on the left side of the beach as you look out of the port of San Miguel. You were in that restaurant and you were, yeah, maybe with your current wife actually, because I, I gather you've just got married. Uh, yeah, uh, on 15th of October actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I was actually about to, it, it's been a, a super crazy year. Uh, I was about to marry on the 5th. On the 23rd of June, actually, San Juan, a uh, very special date. But uh, my father had a stroke. Uh, I'm sorry. For, 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 year, uh, for years, four, four days before. Uh, so we had to cancel. Uh, my father is okay. Um, Thank God. Yeah. And uh, But it's funny in a way. Uh, I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, yeah, he just got a stroke four days before I, I was getting married. Uh, on August, I left my job uh, with Nomad Sand Tribe. I've been uh, Nomad Sand Tribe is uh, the production company of Boo Moon and Storytellers on this. Uh, uh, and I was like, since the very beginning, since 2016. So I left this job to begin a company. Then I got married finally on October. Uh, then the the the, the PEF thing, the the, the presidents of the Association of DJs of Ibiza, was getting like um, announced, let's say, or or or, or officially uh, officially or, or running, let's say. So suddenly, there's a lot of new things in my life, lots. So is that transition time of working hard? Um, and still not getting too much money, <laughs> but planting seeds. So if they grow all together, it's going to be a, a abundance year. 
Exciting. I'm very happy to hear this. And um, I'm really sorry to hear about your father. I'm glad to hear that he's okay. I think, you know, you obviously are quite a creative in lots of ways. I know you say you're working for Woo Moon. And I remember, obviously, you know, trying to get on the guest list several times. <laughs> That's probably the most contact we've ever had, actually, just me emailing you about that <laughs> once a week. Um, but yeah, I just think that, um, you know, since I met you, I mean, you you were when we first met at Sonica, obviously your background was in radio. I mean, where did that all begin for you? Before we get into the current day stuff, What? where did it all start? Um, actually, um, I would say that the first... When I was um, a student, I was uh, studying humanities, as we say in Spain, mm-hmm. that basically is, that, is, a, is a career with all the... All the of philosophy, literature, all this kind of of, uh, of stuff, and I was doing my my practicas, my practical, yeah, my yeah, my bachelor or whatever, uh, bachelor. Your what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bachelor. So, yeah, bachelor. Isn't that kind of a fish? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cod. Yeah, yeah, I was doing so my cod practical. I was doing my cod practical <laughs> practical in a radio. Hi, this is a uh, cod. <laughs> Cod Weekly, yeah, fisherman's uh, <laughs> fisherman's friend. Now would be cod pod, cod podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, we're sitting uh, in the fishing marina. I feel like we're going somewhere with this. Could be a new podcast brewing. Uh, so, so yeah, I begin uh, my practical on a on a radio a little radio station. So actually, I begin my practical in a radio station. Um, what was it called? Sardañola Radio. It was like a little town uh, radio. It was like the the radio of the nearest town uh, of um, from my university, uh, Universidad Autónoma de Barcelona. Uh, so I begin there. Uh, then I begin to program a, a venue in Barcelona called Be Cool. Quite nice, quite cool actually. Um, and then from there I begin my my radio show in a cool station in Barcelona the coolest station in Barcelona uh, on that time Scanner FM and that um, that radio station was the official radio of Primavera Sound and Sonar I began, I began to get involved so uh, finally they pro- proposed me to do the coordination of the whole radio and from 2008 Eight, yeah, F- to 2011, I was coordinating that station, doing like broadcastings from from these festivals. Um, basically, yeah, alternative indie rock and also experimental, let's say, electronic. So I was not really into the into the the dance scene, uh, and I was actually DJing, but I was I was DJing rock. Uh, indie rock and all this I mean LCD sound system and, and all this kind of, of stuff so not really uh, into the proper electronic scene um, so then I left uh, because from time to time I would say each six seven years or something like that I have this crisis where I need to change uh, seven year itch I think it's called in English yeah 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 I mean I mean <laughs> It's not uh, it's not just a coincidence. It's happening to me. I mean, it's real. Uh, I just uh, it's like I'm not expect, expecting it, but when 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 it passed, I just look look behind and it's like okay, that was seven years again. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, it happens. Look out! When's the next one, G? Um, it's happening. Oh, we're in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's happening. And this is why you quit Woo Moon and moved into this sort of DJ association thing. I, I just wanted to do something that I really believe in, like, and I, um, my decision is like being absolutely consequent and responsible of each of my decisions. Uh, of course, when you are deciding this at the beginning, it's. I mean, at the beginning, you are doing this unconsciously, and unconsciously you are putting yourself in in front of you, uh, and suddenly you feel you can feel naked. That it's something good in terms of in terms of um, 
I wanted to be naked. <laughs> uh, but of course, if you if if you are naked, you can feel also vulnerable. Uh, but at the same time, if you are feeling vulnerable, that makes you stronger. But at the same time, you are passing this moment of weakness. And actually, I mean, I'm in that moment, but I'm embraced, embracing that that weakness and that risk of beginning new things and uh, and yeah and it's it's a risk of course and some things can grow maybe I don't think so actually <laughs> but I have to be uh, cautious cautious yeah ah, okay uh, so yeah that's it well I, I was explaining you about about the Barcelona thing and my crisis so I left <laughs> The Barcelona thing in 2011, and Igor Marijuan uh, received a mail from me, a group email that I don't even I didn't even know that I had Igor Marijuan in my contacts. So basically, basically he called me and he told me, "Do you want to come to Ibiza to coordinate a radio station?" For me, it was like, "What Ibiza?" I mean. I'm, I'm in Barcelona. I mean, the cool Barcelona Ibiza is just mainstream. Uh, so at the beginning it was like, boo. But on the other hand, it was like, now in this, in the middle of this crisis, going to an island and disappear, it was like a perfect time for me. And that was the Ibiza calling, the the refugee for for all those want to to escape from from the past or from another thing. And this is really Ibiza. I mean, it's an escape place, it's a refugee, uh, and it's a kind of, it's, a, it's, it's like the purgatory. It's like you have uh, heaven and hell, that I, I don't know what it is, heaven and hell probably is a, is a normal world, and this is like the purgatory, it's like some, somewhere in between the ether. I like that. Why do you think this is a place for refugees? I think it was uh, places conserve um, um, historical character, and this place absolutely conserves it. I mean, it was a place where different conquerors were passing by. This is this is almost box populi. Like you have the Phoenicians, uh, the Romans, the Arabs. Then, after the Arabs, that, that this was abandoned, abandoned, let's say, by the the, the Catholic uh, kings uh, in Spain, because they suddenly begin to look just to the Americas. So they abandoned the Mediterranean, and um, that was the moment when the pirates came, because that was like abandoned, and there was no no protection from the let's say from the the, the kingdom. Uh, and actually, if we go farther and farther, um, at the beginning of the of the century, a lot of nat um, a, a lot of artists were um, uh, huyendo, going out from the Nazis. Uh, for example, the Bauhaus people. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, I forgot. I forgot his name. Shit. Uh, Walter Benjamin, sorry. He was also German. Uh, so running out from the Nazis. And they they came here. Um, then a lot of uh, artists also in the 50s. Um, painters and all these. Then came the, the, the hippies. The hippies were like running out from, from, the, from the new capitalism and from from the conventional world so it has been all, always a place where people were escaping or looking for something else and it's I think that in the end nowadays it is still happening but it's a place it's the magic of the place that is like like attracting this kind of, of people it's like I was not thinking about Ibiza never but it came to in in a moment of my life where I needed to to escape so it, it was like suddenly poof, 
magic. There's a lot of knowledge there, Christian. It almost sounds like you should uh, write a book. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> no, but, you know, that's a lot of information that you've collated, and I guess much of it comes from the research of your, of your book, Balearic. Yeah, and actually... And listening to all those interviews. Yeah, that, that was a super rich uh, moment. Actually, um, of course, when you are doing... We've done, actually... I think 84 interviews or 85. Uh, five of them were were uh, not for the editor, not enough interesting for the book. Well, one was was not approved to go in. That it was which like, one? Uh, Jan Pisen, Jan Pisen, and the the, the owner of Ushuaia. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the owner is uh, is Matutas, but but Jan is like the the, the proper the promoter and the one that is like proper the head uh, honcho yeah and um, why wasn't it interesting enough no 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 it was it was super interesting and actually I still thinking that it was a super nice interview and it was inter- interesting it was two hours with him and and he was quite open and and really I think that even like current and and explaining things because what we what is sure is like normally Ushuaia is a bad boy no a lot of people is like pointing at Ushuaia like like uh, like I don't know like capitalist like no soul like going for the money and uh, I mean they're doing things wrong and they are doing things super right so for me it was super important that Jan was there and actually the Matutas actually Matutas said said no well, they never said no. They they told me thousands of times, ah, oh, we can't do it. We don't have time. I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. So they know how to do it. Mm. They they don't say no. They just say, I can't now. <laughs> Eternally. That <laughs> happens a lot in Ibiza. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. People don't quite say no, but they're not really giving you the green light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's always going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and there's uh, eternal tomorrows, yeah. There's a lot of Peter Pans on uh, the yeah, island, oh, and yeah. I think, you know, you must have encountered a few of those when you uh, when you put that book together, which is coming soon in English, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. We're still um, looking through two offers, um, but we want more. Of course you do. Because we, we are greedy. No, no, no. Just we want to put it out like the best thing, the best, the, the best, in the best possible way. But I think once you do do that, you know, that book is probably going to be more popular, I think, to the English community in many ways, because there's, you know, obviously the whole Pikes crowd and putting it in places like that, you're going to sell a lot of copies. Um, it, it's, it's key, basically. The, the translation of the, of the, of the book is, is key and, and it's going to give properly the, the life that the book deserves because something that happens in Spain it's really strange um, in Spain um, people think I don't know how to say there's this pre- prejudgment of Ibiza so if you are really cool and you know about music and you are a uh, connoisseur um, probably you are not going to like Ibiza if you are not properly informed of what happened here um, then uh, there's some people that know what happened here that they are connoisseurs and they like the history of Ibiza even if they don't like still have this prejudgment but they know a little bit more so these are one of the the book buyers let's say and then we have here also like lots of people interested in Ibiza more in the mainstream side that don't know really about music uh, and they don't read <laughs> so so we have the niche that we have um, it's it's let's say it's, it's quite short uh, and in UK it would be different because I think that people read more that sounds super bad for for <laughs> if there's some Spanish people listening. <laughs> they, but well, what I have to say? 
send a mail to info at christianland.com if you have any complaints <laughs> uh, I'm glad you directed that your way not mine I don't want to hear it <laughs> uh, it's a non, non-existing email I have to say excellent like a little <laughs> bit of uh, subterfuge here now you have to please send DMs to uh, JoJul uh, Instagram <laughs> About me. That doesn't exist either. In fact, Joe Yule is a very famous CEO of a missing people's charity in England. So send those DMs to Joe Yule on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Send them. <laughs> I think she'll probably not care. And also, if you have any offer to the book, uh, I would send this, the DMs to Christian Len Music uh, on Instagram. I think that's um, a good port of call. And, I'm, you know, we haven't really explained this book. I mean, it's, a, it's an oral history of the clubbing history and culture here on Ibiza and that is called Balearic I mean that's the main title of it it's a very gorgeous looking coffee table kind of book but I mean like you know there's such an eclectic mix of different interviews in there as you said you've got over 84 five didn't make the cut I mean who did who was your absolute favourite um well in one hand of course we have Pepe Rosselló that is like it's really meaningful because he is from Ibiza and he is a pioneer, uh, proper the pioneer. He, he did uh, Playboy in, this, in 633, the first club that put uh, a record uh, into the sound system. So he was really a pioneer in terms of in the world. So the, that history is amazing. I'm taking in consideration that he was born here. Um, then... Of course, you had a lot, lot of people. I mean, you have Ricardo Urgey, of course, from Pasha. You have Tani, the Indian, that he, that he's amazing. Who? Tani, Tani, it's a, it's a, it's a guy. It's really known. Uh, he's, 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 uh, he's dressed like an Indian. He's like, like, like with a little taparrabos. I think I've seen him on stage at Woo Moon. Yeah, yeah, he a lot, half yeah, naked, yeah. with yeah, his yeah. bottom hanging out, which is a little bit saggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, this this guy was here like uh, from the, since the seventies, uh, end of the seventies. So, I didn't know his name was Tanit. I thought that would be sort of like sacrilege, really, considering she's supposed to be a, a female goddess presiding over the fertility of the women of the island. And now there's a man with his bottom hanging out called Tanit. I mean, what's going on here? It it should be Bess, not, Bess. not Tanit. But, uh, yeah, I agree. That but, fits perfectly. Let's re-Christian him. But uh, this this guy this guy writes his own his own laws. I'm sure he his does. His own culture. So. What's he really like, actually? I mean, as I said, I've seen him a thousand times. I've never spoken a word to him. But he's always pretty much everywhere I go in the summer to, like, the good parties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, he was he was um, normally going everywhere in uh, in bike, like like with long distances. Bicycle. Bicycle. Yeah, yeah. In bike. Pedal power. Pedal power. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, also, I remember um, Andy McKay. Mm. Like he really he really understands the dynamics of of the island. And he's super smart and clever. Um, then the creator of Ibiza Rocks and the, you know, co-owner, I guess, of Pikes. Yeah, I mean, now I actually I don't rem- I don't really remember, but there's I, I don't know I I can't say, but I think that there's some things in Pikes now that has changed. This is true, but I'd love to know what he had to say about the uh, what is now known as privilege, and back in the day was uh, you know a very different affair that he and uh, Claire and Mike and Dawn all kind of obviously had some sort of giant orgies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> giant, yeah, yeah. Did he talk to you about that? Uh, not about the orgies in, in particular. Um, but I think that uh, they left, uh, they lived quite some uh, orgies. Probably there and probably also in Pikes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not in the bathtub. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Basically, they've already died with Freddie. Those memories. And talking about uh, bikes, of course, uh, mm, probably is the only DJ that, that I really liked, like proper, properly, like like with 
like wow um dj harvey also i love him i mean actually we had a we have a a, a quite close relationship because he's he's quite friend of camilo miranda my partner at uh, at homies so so we've we've shared some some dinners and all these and and bit of a bromance yeah and he's a um, homance homance from homies ah yeah yeah <laughs> so he's a he's also super smart he's super sarcastic and he i love his uh his sense of humor something that is really important for me like i need to yeah i need uh, i'm doing humor like 80% of my time like i can speak uh, about something really seriously but some suddenly i'm going to to break the seriosity to say bullshit the seriosity i like that Ser- yeah yeah i'm inventing words because <laughs> i'm in spanish <laughs> there is a cross between sort of curiosity and seriousness and the serious curiosity yeah curiosity i have to say that i am spanish uh, curious spanish that uh, i read more than the the than the than the average I, I can tell. Yeah, it's coming across. <laughs> Roundabout now. <laughs> okay. Send again that email to info at... ChristianLandMusic.com That's it. Perfect. I mean, anybody else? I mean, what about that wonderful man, that uh, Mr. Padilla, who recently passed? I mean, well, did you get an interview with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um... Jose. That was, that was one of the things that I was about to say. Um, the interviews, of course, you just put in the in a book, taking in consideration that you are uh, building that dialogue, like if it was a a, a, mu- a music documentary. Oh, Christian, I thought you were a radio man. You didn't turn your phone off. Rule number one: he's broken it. It's yours. Okay, I give up now. <laughs> And it's the lady from TEDx. I'm so sorry, Mia. I love you, but not right now. <laughs> that was good. That was terrible. Send another I take full responsibility. Um, Complaints.com. So, yeah, you are doing that book with a lot of interviews, so we you can't put everything on the, on the book. And at the same time, uh, the the characters come into the into the into the into the moment where they are uh, let's say protagonists. I don't know how to how to say. I mean, Danny Whittle, for example, enters in the scene in the book uh, at the uh, at middle of the ni- of nineties, mm. no? Or for example, Dumi from Woman, he comes into the scene uh, in the book. Uh, in 2016, 15, something like that. So um, it's like you are missing, in a way, you are missing part of the interviews uh, that I have. In <laughs> I, I have them, so we couldn't take advantage of all the all, all the interviews, like in the entire interviews. That is something that is normal. On the other on the, the on the other hand. Um, so Padilla, for example, was like two interviews, two different days, and it was like three hours and something. So I still have some very nice material from him. Uh, some things that are not in the book. Um, and actually, I, I have a, something happened, like after doing the interviews and after doing the book, uh, just way before I, uh, we were about to publish the book, uh, Padilla wrote me an email and told me to that he has this idea to do the the, the, the biography of of Padilla. And uh, after I don't know, it was like two months after after something like that, he got really sick and, and he died um, just before the the the. Um, book was about to be published so yeah it w- there was there was a an opportunity not in terms of uh i mean the opportunity was to 
explain the, the, the life of Padilla. I just have three hours and something uh, something of, of interview. But that idea of doing uh, a very big, long conversation with him, that was something really exciting. And and he was he was a character. He was a little bit complica- complicated, but he was absolutely committed to to the passion and he was absolutely honest he he didn't want it or he didn't he couldn't stand uh, bullshit or not honesty um, and that bring him to sometimes to, to some situations or I would say I mean fights like confrontations but because he really wanted things like super clear and uh, not bullshit and sometimes Ibiza is a uh, it's not a very good place if you don't want any bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you mean. Um, again, send a mail to... <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of bullshit here. That, I mean, let's be honest. Um, let There's a lot of... As we say in Spain, uh, there's a lot of people selling smoke. You know, I, I don't know if you understand that expression, but it's like mm-hmm. s- trying to sell you whatever that is not real. And again, um, I'm interested in in things that are really real, that that are tangible. Uh, even if not tangible, uh, even if it um, answers to a. Uh, um, I don't know how to say to a not tangible, but an es- an essence, a something that is true, that is connected, even with the universe. You, you know, I mean, something that is kind of a, uh, yeah, true. I don't know how to say authentic. Authentic. That's so a good word. Lies are are just about fear. Give us an example of someone trying to sell you smoke. Well. For for example, there's a lot of people calling themselves DJ, um, but just playing not for the passion of sharing music and putting a soundtrack to a place and a people and a situation. Uh, they're just doing it, for example, for um, because it's cool and because in this way they can get some or some extra money or some extra exposure or something like that so I don't know how to say I don't blame anybody and I don't point to anybody it's like these things happening happens uh, and in Ibiza it happens a lot but yeah just like a lot of people don't like this it's normal but for me, what is valuable is not, of course, the number of followers that you have in Instagram or if you got finally a super big geek in any club in the world. It's like if you are playing that music with passion and wanting to to make others' life better with music, with the music you're, that you are sharing. Who would you put on a pedestal then? I can imagine you might name the one man that I saw you DJ with at Babylon, which was George Salah. Um, he's, he's super, absolutely commit, committed, uh, actually. And finally, not because he he was succeeding in a way, but now he, he got like a proper position in the, in the, in the industry or in the, in the scene. And... That's great because he, his position again is super ethic and super committed to, to to what he's he's playing. And actually, he was always uh, I don't remember his let's say claim, but he was always saying, "I'm not going to play at beat music. I mean, there's a way to play slow music with a lot of flow and." Um, and really connecting with with people and putting people even to dance at 100 bpms mm. 
So, and he was like really stubborn doing this in terms of, no, no, I'm going to play my music and I don't give a shit if people is playing Tech House at 130 uh, BPMs. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he he's really committed. There's, there's a lot of people committed here also. Of course, you have the both both sides. That's the other thing of Ibiza and and in other places also but this is quite extreme place oh yeah but the other guy that springs to mind I would say is the other George George Evelyn from Nightwares um I don't um I don't know how this is going to to sound but I love him I mean are you in love with him in a way in a way I mean we don't have a a, a, a a strong relationship not at all actually we we just um, I met him in Sonica when I was coordinator of Sonica because he was he has the the radio show and then uh, I begin to to go to to his parties at first at um, at Aura the first year uh, and then at uh, at Las Dalias Wax the Jam now he's at uh, Pikes but I was going to Las Dalias to Waxa Jam I, like every week it was my favorite party and my conversations with him there's always a he's really attached to a, to this truth that I'm telling you uh, really like he's super consequent coherent um, and when I'm listening to him I really connect with with someone that is like I don't know also like universal like it's it's connected with some kind of cosmic shit <laughs> I mean that's a good description of George really he is pretty cosmic and yeah I mean that album that he put out I can't remember the name of it now but I could sing quite a lot of songs from it and I played a lot of them in my yoga classes of course because as you say it comes from almost like a higher source that you know he's done quite a bit of work on himself he's quite a spiritual man he's definitely you know got an eclectic incredible um, group of musicians that he's worked with lyricists as well as percussionists and yeah has tried to do something as you say a little bit out of the ordinary and that really you know those wax jam nights when he would invite those people to come and do live stuff with him or just the i think the intimacy of that venue being able to get so close and really witness a master at work really without sounding too cheesy was was very very special I totally agree with you and I did also make it to a lot of those parties but I just think he's he's coming from a really high vibe high, high vibrational place like it's a different intention that he set for his work than as you say 90% of the DJs here again I mean he's attached to something really grounded at, uh, and at the same time really cosmic you know, really cosmic yeah and and to uh, to keep to 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 keep this true truth or, or to 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 keep keep on doing what you really think is not that easy I mean in a world where where you have pressures and you have uh, bills to pay and like to be really coherent is is not that easy and i really what i what i respect the most for sure is is this people that is like just coherent with with themselves and 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 trying to act as they really think and feel and that's something really difficult to to find normally so that's a that's a passion for me i mean it's something that I, it really get me passionate actually i begin to um i recovered a series of interviews of the spanish television of 78 to 79 now uh, with bob marley no no <laughs> uh with um julio cortazar jorge luis borges with dali for example interviews of one hour really going deep to a to a character and that really made me passionate people that is talking super deeply and and current about about their art so it's not that that i like art it's like i like people absolutely true 
um, attached to their truth. And how would you say that, you know, one goes about that? Because obviously, if you've been investigating and researching and reading a lot about that, I mean, where does that where does that come from? (laughs) Silence. Mm. (laughs) Just watching the waves ripple past as we watch the tumbleweed. I I guess that, well, yeah, looking at the water, uh, um, I guess that to connect with yourself and not being moved by the currents that's that's something that's something difficult so listen to yourself and and yeah stand your ground yeah and and in the end that make you feel make you feel good so I guess I don't know I guess people know when they really are standing in their ground yeah um and that that makes you feel good so so yeah stay stay stand in your ground what what ground are you going to stand in next because it sounds like you've moved into something as you said that you really believe in you've had you're you're all dressed up christian i thought it was for me originally when i first clamped eyes and i was like who is that well shod very dapper looking gentleman and there you are proper shoes you've got a lovely jacket you've got an almost matching polar neck sweater and um, this is not the christian that i've witnessed in in the past um where have you been i had i had some meetings with politicians Uh, there had to be a reason. Uh, so this is not normal. That, that's why I, I've, I've dressed up a little bit bohemian, also. I think. No, no, it's working for me. It's a, it's a good look. So yeah, we we had a meeting today with um, with the Conseil of Ibiza about this uh, association. Uh, the president, no? Yeah. Um, Igor Marijuan, David Moreno, Anatur, and DJ Oliver, mainly, they they began this this venture that was like putting the DJ community together uh, in an island that that is the island of DJs. I mean, there's no other place in the world when a, where a DJ association it ma- makes more sense. Um, so they called me like one year ago, one year and a half ago, uh, to offer me the um, the position. Uh, and at the beginning, I thought, well, that's something very beautiful. And at the same time, it's uh, <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Um, but when something comes to you, normally I I think that you have to say yes. Well, if there's <laughs> If it's something like ethically not correct or something like, but if you are like, what, what should I have to do? Or like, you have some doubts. The only way to know about these doubts is saying yes, not saying no. Mm. So I said yes, um, and since then I've been working on on a roadmap uh, because that's something that I, I have also clear that here in Ibiza sometimes this is a, a messy place and people is doing things on the move uh, with no plan last minute and in a way it's lovely because it's a bit away but in some things it doesn't it doesn't work um, so I've been working for a long time in trying to do this roadmap and and now we're doing we're presenting propositions to the administration because the first thing that we have to do is, and we are in a crucial, crucial moment now. It's like we just started. Of course, there's some people of, in the DJ community that is um, looking as suspicious, suspiciously. Mm. Um, that I can understand in a way because it's like, well, what, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Uh, this is, this never happened. Why this is going to work now? Or are you going to steal my money? Or this kind of... That, on the other hand, I think that the only way to... to Now, to make this happen is, that I, is to trust blind. Uh, but, of course, I'm not going to ask this to the people. <laughs> um, but I'm trusting blind myself. I, I'm fucking giving my time. 
I am doing it gladly um, by now uh, because <laughs> no the way is not su sustainable uh, we need to get some money to have a, a proper structure to have a, a community manager a designer I'm doing everything on my own uh, this sounds like a familiar story this seems to be how I how I originally met you back in the Sonica days as yeah, coordinator yeah, yeah. you're like a one man band yeah I mean it's it's uh, yeah history repeats itself all the time <laughs> uh, the eternal return uh, as a big wave rolls towards us from the last yeah. boat Nothing. there's a lot of things returning right now no it's okay nothing's gonna happen um, yeah so now it's a crucial moment because to have credibility and and have uh, tools and some budget to do some things for this we need the administration to do things for them to dynamize for, exa for example things in the port that is fucking dead a place that beautiful I mean it's it's less and less things are happening there or for example the the, the, the teen, teenagers in summer where are, where are teenagers in summer they aren't doing anything and there's a gap a big gap in the DJ community for example for for teenagers because um, they are very far away from clubs they don't feel that clubs are, are maybe that's a good thing though Christian huh? <laughs> maybe that's a good thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Get them into the nightclubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I disagree. Um, <laughs> Get them reading books. Your book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those no, Spanish ones. Also, uh, but uh, playing music is not. Oh, you did it super bad now. You are, you are <laughs> entering on. in that that prejudgment of Ibiza, the DJs, the night, the access. This is not existing. No, no, it's, it's start them early, guys. This is true, but it's just a part. And actually, I always say, ninety percent of the DJs of this island doesn't play in clubs. They play um, in restaurants for sunsets, luckily. Um, and in, I mean, just to put a soundtrack to a to a place and a moment. So, yeah, ninety percent of the DJs are not are not playing with uh, hands on on in the air and and making dance dance people uh, that's the truth um, as I, as I'm saying the el, el DJ obrero uh, I don't know how to say well uh, the, the the middle class DJ let's say um, so yeah um, giving things to the community is uh, the, the 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 aim final aim of of the PEF and for this we are working with the uh, administration so we can do impactful things by now and people can trust more and even brands and we can do bigger things but the most important thing is like yeah to bring the dj community together and make them more pro even more professionals and that m that means asking better conditions but giving more mm -hmm. so for example, if you if you look at the at the lineups um, of the big clubs, normally you don't have local DJs. Mm. The question is, is this because the promoters hate Ibiza DJs? Probably no. Probably is because first they don't have a. a someone like Dipef that give them a voice and can in a way negotiate some let's say rates rates um, and on the other hand probably some of the DJs here they didn't um, build uh, an, a super professional image now for example I was speaking about being attached to the truth and being um, I mean super passionate but at the same time I'm super conscious that now what the market asks is a product so to make yourself a product you need to tick different boxes 
That means a proper photo book, a proper bio, a proper social media, like putting up mm, your DJ sets. Like there's a proper job that you have to do to, to make yourself a product. And there's a lot of people that, that, that don't do that. And probably at the same time, they don't do that because they don't have tools or they, they don't know how to do. That's another thing to, to give them, like um, uh, formation. Uh, the creation, the, the, yeah, the format, the structure. No, 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 no. Formation means um, uh, studies. Mm. Like, for example, if you think um, the, the, the music industry, the the dance music industry is, is, is here in, in, in the summer I mean almost the whole music industry uh, dance music industry um, there's a lot of jobs to do here but there's a lack of professionals here in the island to give answer to this um, de demand of the, of the market so that's why there's people like for example the night league like, that is bringing people or just working with people in the UK is like come on I mean let's form people here give them education to have better professional profiles here uh, in the island and this just this doesn't mean just that we want local like people born in, in Ibiza to do this job it's also bringing maybe people from 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 Spain, from mainland, from Italy, from UK, but bringing them here and make them uh, study here and have a university and university studies here. Imagine it, it makes sense, no? I guess localization. It's all about localization at the end yeah. of the day. In every in every part of you know the the problems, I think of the island always come back to the same thing from farming to you know, to the DJ culture, it's just, um, you know, there is nothing better than homegrown produce at the end of the day. And I think that that is actually probably going to wrap us up neatly, Christian, because I've seen the time. I know you've got a flight to catch and I'm really, really grateful that you would come and have this conversation with me on the side of a, a marina with our feet dangling into the ripples. Now I'm going to have a little bath. I'm sorry, audience. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs> See you soon somewhere. Reset Rebel